The following podcast contains strong language and frank discussions of violence. Listener discretion is advised. Good morning, Michael, to everyone except Edgardo Diaz and Christine and Michael Barrett. <coughs> or Barnett, sorry. Oh boy. Yeah, that's how we're starting off today. <laughs> Sorry, guys, that uh, we did not put an episode out last week. I was dead with COVID. Um, and I'm still, I don't know that I would say that I'm not still partially dead. This one knocked me for a loop, man. Team zombie, indeed. <laughs> Team zombie, 100%. I really got uh, I got the shit kicked out of me. Can't confirm. Didn't realize we had a <laughs> the fucking army driving down like a Jeez convoy Louise. down the street. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Yeah, so I was down for the count, and um, Michael was so nice, just kept sending me things and food and <laughs> medicine and good thoughts and prayers. Oh, yeah. Michael. That's what really did it. That's it was the thoughts and prayers, yeah, guys, that got me through. That's what turned you around. Yeah, so I uh, couldn't actually do anything, mm-hmm. like, at all. Like, lifting my finger off the bed was outrageous the fatigue was incredible so i have watched quite a (laughs) bit of television over the last two weeks and uh we're here to tell you about it i gotta tell you man (laughs) i'm not that thrilled i mean i am because holy crap what amazing viewing but at the same time terrible circumstances (laughs) terrible first mike let's talk about a little band that was put together before you were born, <laughs> called Menudo. Oh. When I was a little girl, Menudo was around, and I remember they were just like these young, I didn't know they were from Puerto Rico, but like Spanish kids yeah. singing Spanish songs, and they were so adorable and like <laughs> yeah. talented. And, and I remember and like- your age. Yeah, and I remember just like loving them, even though I had no idea like what the hell they were saying. <laughs> of course. Um. Obviously, they eventually started singing, you know, English songs and stuff. But right. um, so, and there's another case that, you know, like some of these cases have stuck with me from the time I was little. But there's another case that always has, I've always been like infuriated about. And th- that is the case of Eric and Lyle Menendez. Oh, yes. I have always been on their side. I believed the parents were shitbags yeah. and molesters and enablers forever yeah first trial i think proved that Mm -hmm. why they ended up with a mistrial is fucking beyond me but anyway there was something like 70 witness accounts that basically said yeah shit was crazy in that house like we saw it we assumed it we whatever whatever right yeah and before people freak out just listen (laughs) listen to what the evidence is here yeah and uh so some of that's gotten lost in the subsequent 30-ish years since right. that case. So so these poor kids were abused by their father and enabled by the mother. End up shooting their parents. Right. As they should have, in my opinion. Um, that don't do crimes. But, <laughs> and they've both been in jail now because they had a mistrial. In the second trial, for some reason, the judge... I wonder why. ...weirdly hmm. wouldn't allow any of the testimony at all about any of the sexual abuse at all without that the boys were convicted because they tried to prove that they did it for money money right 
whatever, guys. So Jose Menendez, the father, was at one time like the president of like RCA Mm -hmm. Records. And he was in cahoots with another guy called Edgardo Diaz, who was the creator and manager and owner and legal uh, parent guardian representative of the boys in Menudo because Mm. he would make the parents, these poor parents who had no money. Literally poor. Literally poor and also just these poor parents that what they went through. Downtrodden. Yes. And unfortunate. Right. Sign away their rights of their son to this guy yeah. so that he could make medical decisions, legal decisions, la 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 la, travel around internationally. Well, he's do taking what, them all over the place. Whatever he wants to do with these boys. Come to find out, this Edgardo Diaz piece of shit was raping and molesting and beating and emotionally abusing and every other horrible thing, financial abuse, all of it. all the, Not all the boys, but a good many number of boys. I think overall... There was something like 30 members from start to finish. Right. And a good number of them were abused by this guy. Here's the link. Because there's two (laughs) documentaries out right now. One is called Menendez and Menudo. Or Menendez plus Menudo. um, And that's on um, Peacock. And that gets into the fact that Eric and Lyle are in jail forever. No possibility, I don't think, of parole. Or if they did, they're, they're never, they're never they're letting never them out. One key member of Menudo, a, a man named Roy Rossellio, is speaking out about the abuse that he suffered from Edgardo Diaz. But also, he was brought to Eric and Lyle Menendez's house when he was a kid to meet Jose Menendez yeah. and go into a room with him mm. and was also abused by him. Mm. So now, after all these years, there's a link of other sexual abuse by to toward young boys yep. by Menendez's father. Correct. So now what they want to do is take another look at this case and say, here's someone else corroborating this yep. that had nothing to do with our family or anything. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and the chances that they might be able to get their sentence, like a resentencing. Well, so a new trial, I they've would been, imagine. Well, I don't know, or just a resentencing. They've been in jail for 30 years now uh, at this yeah. point. So if this other evidence can come out and it's like, look, you didn't allow it in the second trial. There were all these witnesses in the first trial. Here's another guy from another walk of life completely who's also claiming the same thing. You've got to take a look at that. Like This is like a miscarriage of justice, in my opinion. It absolutely is. The second one is called Menudo Forever Young. That's on HBO Max. And that goes into... just Max now. HBO has been dropped. Just Max, you're right. Um... Because let's throw away a 40-year-old iconic brand. Brand. Like, I, I don't understand why they did that. But why well, just say HBO Max? Who cares? Yeah. It's, it's, they don't pay us that kind of money yeah. to make these. This is not they a marketing should. podcast. They should. Um, but in that documentary series, a lot of the boys are speaking out about the, the abuse that they suffered yeah. um, at, at the hands of Edgardo Diaz, who's still alive, by the way, and not in jail. Nope. So now they're trying to bring... I would imagine at this point it's probably have to be a civil case um, against him. And he's something like late 70s or something. I hope this, you know what, (laughs) gets convicted (laughs) and goes to jail and dies there Yeah, for all of these children that he abused. I mean, it seems likely that he would. And not only him, also the people around him he allowed 
yeah to abuse these kids as well like like jose menendez yeah um because i believe in the peacock one they were talking timeline and this was happening even before menudo got signed to rca this was this kind was of like, like payola this was kind of like if you let me yeah mess with this kid yeah i'll give you this contract right because that's so what basically to roy was brought there right. as like an offering which yeah. makes me sick to my stomach and then they got this giant multi-million dollar contract yeah well edgardo got it yeah right the kids weren't <laughs> right. getting rich off of this right in fact, I think they said at one point they were making $250 a show. And he was making, you know, millions of right. dollars. Yeah. And the craziest thing is back in the day, there were people adjacent mm-hmm. to the band and stuff that spoke out, even one of the members and his dad. Oh, yeah. About the abuse. And nothing ever happened oh, because yeah. Edgardo Diaz had connections with police and the mayors and governors and very high ranking people chiefs of police and things like that who if i had to fathom a guess michael probably were also partaking in this depravity i wonder if jose menendez had similar connections in los angeles oh you you think Hmm. oh you think that may have colored some judicial decisions Mm. for a second trial yeah you Uh, think maybe i don't know i mean we we weren't there mike just speaking extemporaneously (laughs) Um, after I watched those two things, yes, I, oh man, I know everybody out there has been watching this. Mm -hmm. The curious case of Natalia Grace. (laughs) Mike, I know you didn't watch it yet. Correct. I am beside myself. We're going to have to clarify why I haven't watched it yet. Uh, dear listeners, <laughs> I have been catching back up <laughs> on Vanderpump Rules from the beginning. <laughs> so that's why I have not had time. Mike went back, started season one, ep one of VPR. Yeah. Currently season three, ep eight. Uh, reunions and all, so I'm not skipping anything. Yeah. Don't, don't, <laughs> don't you worry, intrepid listener. Yeah. <laughs> Because we got Mike roped in this yeah. last year, and now with the Scandaval, for anybody who doesn't know what we're talking about, just just Google Scandaval. Um, it's too much to get into today. It's, we don't have the time. It's way too much. But it's Michael's, juicier than any story we've ever told. Though. Yeah, but now Michael's hooked, and he blames me. Because it is your fault. It is, and I take the blame. But um, So I've tortured myself with six episodes of this, The Curious Case of Natalia Grace. Yes. Which, in a nutshell, if you don't know what it is, these two fucking nutbags, Christine and Michael Barnett. Absolute horror shows, abusive, crazy psycho. I don't care. Come for me. I don't give a shit. Um, watch the show, then come for me. Ado- watch the show and then make an opinion about what I just said. Um, adopt this six-year-old girl from the Ukraine named Natalia Grace. And she has um, a form of dwarfism. They go on to have what they are saying is the worst time with her that she is like a psychopath sociopath that has tried to kill them poison them harm their children all this crazy stuff yeah if you've heard of or seen the movie orphan it's kind of that right it's kind of that right yeah and they then say that 
not only is she not a child, not six, <laughs> that she's 22. <laughs> Curiously, uh, in the state that they live in, yeah. when you adopt a child, yeah. you are responsible for that child until the age of? 21. Yeah. So weird that they had her legally re-aged to 22. Not 20, not 15, not 16, yeah. not 12, right? From <laughs> 6 <laughs> to 22. Excuse my voice because it's still not up to where it needs to be from the COVID. So I am kind of scratchy and nasally. I apologize. You sound like a COVID idiot. Oh, thank you. <laughs> um, both of these parents need to be in jail. My, my opinion my opinion they started out like interrogating this girl the mother once again why these people break out the video <laughs> camera is like beyond me yeah she larry rayed everything she did larry Ray it. and she's torturing this girl saying tell me five people who you know write it down where did you live how do, how do you not know any ukrainian this that and the other making this girl with a disease that affects her joints, stand against a wall for eight, ten hours a day mm-hmm. in soiled clothes, not feeding her, and apparently hitting her, doing all kinds of stuff, making her other children, one of who has autism, yeah. take part in the abuse. Cool. And and then trying to say that this little girl tried to murder them in their sleep and all this. I don't buy it. Mm-hmm. Yes, she had some behavioral issues, I think probably from sex abuse. Yeah. Everything that they're saying that she was doing, mm-hmm. rings of sexual abuse. Yeah. Uh, so do I think that she had some behavioral problems? Yeah. Sure. Do I think that she tried to kill these people? 100% no. 100% no. And these two people need to be in jail. So you're saying she's not 22. In my opinion, this happened 10 years ago. In my opinion... Right now, because I believe she was born in 2003. Yeah. That makes her 20 right now. Right now. So when they ditched her in an apartment mm-hmm. by herself, mm-hmm. she was like 10. Yeah. Nine, maybe. Mm-hmm. But, they, they, but they had her legally re-aged to the point where when the father was going through his trial for neglect, mm-hmm. the judge... Had to say. Ordered... No. <laughs> ordered them that they could not even bring up the fact that she potentially could have been or is a child, couldn't say the word child, couldn't say the word adult, had to just call her a person. The jury couldn't hear anything that had anything to do with the fact that she may actually really be a child. The judge just said, nope. Yep. Nope. You just can't. Nope. So the jury found him innocent. Right. But then when they all came out of being sequestered mm-hmm. and, and we're told we're told this was like the other half of the story that you guys didn't get to hear. Yeah. They were all disgusted by it. Of course. And wanted him to be guilty. Yeah. But he's already been tried. Right. Hey, Menendez jury. Yeah. Yeah. There's all this stuff that you don't mm-hmm. get to hear. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I had to take a sip there mm-hmm. um, of my Dunkin Donuts refresher. Mm, shout out to Dunkin. Um, shout out to the Dunks. <laughs> but... Apparently, they're making a follow-up documentary. It's like Natalia Gray Speaks or something like that. It's going to yeah. be her version right. of the events that happened. And I I have a strong gut suspicion <laughs> it's gonna that after watching that... Ring a little more true. My, my feelings are going to be validated. <laughs> I feel like I'm going to be vindicated because yeah. a lot of people are getting up my ass about this. Well, 
Yeah, well, I'll let you finish on on this one, but you watched something else uh, that may have changed your opinion on somebody that I refuse to have my opinion changed on. The Casey Anthony story? No. Nope. Certain preacher man. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But Your best friend, Carl Lentz. No. But finish on whatever you're going to say about Natalia Oh, I'm Grace. done. I can't talk about yeah. Natalia Grace anymore. I say justice for Natalia and, and Christine and Michael belong in jail. I'm sorry. And their other kids should probably be taken away from them. Because if you're perpetuating this kind of abuse, yeah. then you're not going to tell me that you're not messing up your own actual kids. Oh, like, yeah. What are you doing? Big what time. are you doing? Big time. Big time. <laughs> well, your boy Carl Lentz. Yeah, I also watched, <laughs> I also watched that Hillsong documentary uh, series on, I think it was Hulu. I think so, yeah. Right? And I said, hey, listen, he admitted what he did. He's trying to make amends. Great. And so you at least have to respect that. Don't want to hear it. Don't want to hear it. Don't want to hear it at all. You hate him, you hate him, and that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Story over. Yeah. As far as I'm concerned. You've shut the door on uh, old Carl. Yeah. Sorry, Carl. You you had your chance with Mike and you blew it. You made your bed. Now you have to lie in it. (laughs) All right. Which I never uh, understood that phrase. I We made your bed, now you have to lie in it? Yeah. Yeah, how are you laying in a made bed? Right. Right. No, I know that bothers you too because, because I'm your best friend and I know you and I know stuff like that really bothers you. It just makes sense. It's kind of like when people say a whole nother. Nope. Or all of a sudden, mm. that kind of stuff, you know? I know it really gets your goat. Okay, I know like I told you some stuff in confidence. <laughs> I would really appreciate it if like you wouldn't air my shit. <laughs> Sorry about All that. Over, yeah. like with everybody listening yeah, and stuff, like sorry. it's private. Maybe like, everybody loves you more because of it. Yeah, but like I don't want to project weakness. Or that. Like I have flaws. <laughs> okay. Like I'm, I have this like perfect reputation and of whatever, like just so being just like, like a total alpha. Yeah. Yeah. Like I'm just like you know, nothing bothers me. I'm like a cool customer. <laughs> yeah, you're a real, you're yeah. a real cool dude. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Anyway. Anyhow. Um, uh, anyway. Back. Let's uh, let's <laughs> let's let's catch up on some other big stories yeah let's just have a couple of few little catches up i know this is going to be a longer uh i'll play i'll play the jingle for joe's update corner yeah (laughs) um brian koberger yeah everybody's favorite idaho idaho murderer murderer students murderer right Recently, it came out allegedly mike quote unquote quote unquote allegedly <clears throat> that Koberger was kind of infatuated with a colleague of his. Yeah. Broke into her home, moved stuff around, did like weird shit mm-hmm. so that she would realize, oh my God, someone has been in my apartment. Right. She right. comes to work. She talks to her friend Brian. Yeah. Oh my God, Brian, I'm so upset. Somebody broke in. I'll come stand guard for you. Brian Koberger says, oh my God. Let me come to your house. I'll install a security system for you. Uh, so this way, you know, yeah. if someone's been in the house, you'll get an alert. You'll get whatever, right? Yep. She, Oh, my gosh. Thank you so much. What a great guy. Thank you. Comes to the house, installs a security system, sets it up for her, right? So he's got her Wi-Fi, her password, all this. And apparently was using it to spy on her. What? Allegedly. Now, this... Is just outrageous. Allegedly, Mike, <laughs> spying on this woman. 
You mean cameras in your house can be used for nefarious things? Yeah, <laughs> which is why we keep the tape over the uh, yeah. <laughs> the laptop. Everybody put a piece of tape over your laptop camera, guys. Yeah. Everybody. Never even when leave the light's that not thing. on, it's Ugh. still watching. Don't <laughs> leave that thing open, man. Um, so, that, so that's something that secretly came out, which just also kind of proves that this guy is bit of a weirdy and a little more premeditated than uh, very like much premeditated than yeah. you know his defense team is well they're gonna say that he didn't do it but yeah you know there he's clearly this was a murder one yes. for months and months yeah. premeditating stalking these victims yeah. um let's talk about your favorite and mine <laughs> bl alec oh murdick ah we got one in between okay recently <laughs> Alec Murdoch, or uh, Murdog, as my BFF Nancy Grace likes to call him. The owner of the property. Uh, yeah. Bus Bus's papa. Yeah. Oh, Paul Paul's daddy. <laughs> um, says that he invented the story <laughs> about his maid, Gloria Satterfield, tripping on the dogs. What? And that, that was a lie. That never happened. What? And that he did it. And told his insurance company that she wasn't there working, because so it's not a worker's comp case. Of course. That she was there as a guest. Well, right. And that the dogs had tripped her and she fell so that he could then sue his insurance company. Of course. And get that payout, supposedly, to give to her sons. Right. Okay? Or his $20,000 a week pill addiction. Oh, I'm sorry. It was 50000 50000 So get it right? Sorry. Um. However... If you think back, right, on the 911 call, it's Maggie and Paul. Right. And they were both annoyed as shit. (laughs) They were both annoyed that she fucking apparently... That they even had to call. ...clocked her head and she's bleeding on their sidewalk, God forbid. But Alec Yeah, because who's going to clean it? The cleaning woman's dead. Right. But (laughs) Michael... Christ, I that missed was, you. I missed you, kid. That was distasteful, and I apologize. I missed you. Um, Alex isn't there. Nope. He's not on the call. Well, he's not on the call. He's not in the background, right? So Yeah, this isn't a Snapchat video. If he made up the story about the dogs, yeah. they're saying yeah. she tripped on the dogs, I believe, on the 911 call. Yeah. So No, no. Are you sure? I don't think they mentioned the dogs. I think they made a point of that, that they don't even mention, if she tripped over the dogs, they didn't even mention them on the 911 I call. thought that they did, because I, I was think... going to say, if they mentioned the, the trip yeah. of the dogs, yeah. and Alec isn't there, right? that means somehow she, i.e. she fell or was pushed yeah. down these stairs, Right. they panicked, called Alec, mm-hmm. he said, tell him the dogs. Tell him the dogs. Yeah. They Then they call 911, yeah. mention the dogs, now they've got a story. Now it's on the record. And now when he tries to go to sue his insurance company, oh, it's on the 911 call. Right. Right? But if he wasn't there and he's now saying that that story was made up, mm. then clearly something weird happened with this poor lady. Yeah. And they consulted with him first before they even tried to call and get her help. Yeah, of course. Like, I mean, there's more. Family. There's more to that. She, I don't think she died on those steps. I think she ended up on those steps you'd think but i mean they, she did have like a head injury so yeah of course you know something happened but then also it there's like uh some talk that murdog is very pissed that his 
quote unquote best friends <laughs> that he worked with at the <laughs> law firm kind of testified. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> testified against him that he stole. From. So now with these financial crimes that he's having to answer for. Yeah. Which will get him as much time as the murders. He's trying. I think he's going to try to start throwing these people under the bus and say that they were also involved oh, in these course. crimes, these financial crimes. Even if they weren't, he's a scumbag anyway. He's going Even to, if they weren't, but right. what if they are? And now I wonder, let's say they, let's down. say they, these people that testified against him then get tried yeah. and found guilty. Yeah. Is that going to somehow affect his murder trial outcome? No. Because they can say that they were the lying because they didn't were. want their crimes to come out. So they testified against him. Would that be some sort of like loophole that maybe, he can maybe bring an appeal or something? He could try to bring an appeal on that, but it wouldn't be enough for a retrial, I don't think, because it's not technically new evidence because the financial crimes were always on the table. I'm not sure. That's. I mean, it's a, it's a definite... It's a good point. It's I mean, play, if, if they, if he does that and he can prove that they somehow knew or took part in it or helped him cover it up, right? But, now their credibility goes down the toilet and they testified against But his him. credibility is already shot in that he is convicted of murder and now he's saying the people that testified against him and put him there were actually involved in this other shit so he can look vindictive also. So it's... It's a it's a slippery slope, man. Right, right. It's, a, it's a weird thing. It's a lot of interesting yeah. little weird things coming out. Last thing we need to talk about, uh, which is so creepy to me. Now's the BL time. Now is your friend Brian Laundry, um, <laughs> who, as we all know, killed his girlfriend Gabby Petito and then himself. killed himself. Um, his mom. They found a note within with his belongings um, when they found his body. His belongings. <laughs> and his, his belongings. Um, with a note from his mom. That on the outside said, Brian Christopher Laundry parentheses, burn after reading, with a drawing of a, a bird in the word remember. Yuck. Okay? <laughs> um, she says, the mother... That movie's underrated, but continue. She says that she can't remember when she wrote this note, but that it was definitely before him and Gabby even went on a trip. She like, was in a fugue state when it she was, wrote it. Yeah, I have no idea when I wrote it, but it definitely wasn't after I found out he killed Gabby, <laughs> is what she's trying to say, <laughs> right? Because I definitely found out. Because now Gabby's family is, they've always thought that they were covering for Brian and that they knew she was dead. and Because they allegedly were. <laughs> all this stuff, because they, they allegedly <laughs> yeah. were covering for their son, you right. know? But now with this note, mm -hmm. they want to use this, obviously, in a civil case against that, Laundry's parents right. to prove that they knew and they tried to cover it up. And, you know, they tried to get their son out of uh, law enforcement's path, kind really of, you know. out there, dirty laundry. Yeah. So, oh, my God. <laughs> today, <laughs> what is wrong with you today? So many things. So many things. But I'm going to read you. I've specifically avoided this, so this will be the first time I'm hearing it. Right. I'm going to read you this letter, and you tell me how you feel about it. I already feel gross. Continue. Okay. Because she used this full name. Okay. Ready? Yeah. This is a, this is a direct quote. I'm just going to read this straight through. Read it in her voice, please. It's, I don't, I don't, <laughs> I don't think I can. Um, 
and it's a it's a little bit on the longer side so bear with me but i think it's important to like hear this note full context okay i just want you to remember i will always love you and i know you will always love me you are my boy nothing can make me stop loving you nothing will or could ever divide us no matter what we do or where we go or what we say we will always love each other if you're in jail i will bake a cake with a file in it if you need to dispose of a body I will bring show up with a shovel and garbage bags. If you fly to the moon, I will be watching the skies for your re-entry. If you say you hate my guts, I'll get new guts. Remember that love is a verb, not a noun. It's not a thing. It's not words. It is actions. Watch people's actions to know if they love, not their words. Therefore, I am certain that neither death nor life Not angels, not the ruling spirits, not things present, nor things to come, nor powers from above, nor powers from below. (laughs) Nothing in the entire created world can separate our love. Neither hostile powers, nor messengers of heaven, nor monarchs of earth. Nothing has the power to separate us. That's Romans 838. Not time, not miles, and miles, and miles. Um... And uh, that's uh, that's a letter that uh, she wrote to her son. No, it shouldn't be. Um, that. How do you feel about the tone of that letter, or uh, let the just the letter in general? Gross. Also, why does it say "burn after reading"? Because it's clearly implicating her knowledge. <laughs> at a certain point or I understand loving your kid to the moon and back because you know me I'm obsessed well, with my own kid right she doesn't she doesn't love her son to the moon and back if he goes she waits behind right well, you know right but <laughs> please come back to me child the tone it's it's a does it sound is, romantic to you because yes. to me it sounds like a, a, a is, woman pining for her lover or something yeah. it's creepy or, or it's some guy who fucked up Sandoval Writing a letter to the person he's trying to woo back. Ariana. Ariana. You know, this is my my mea culpa. I I did wrong, but you know how much I love you. Love isn't a word. It's actions. I'm going to show you, but I'm going to write all these words to distract you that my actions actually showed you that I don't. how many different ways and how many times did she say like, love, our love, love. I love you, our love. Nothing can separate our love. I... Burn nothing, after reading because I don't want your father to see this. Nothing could separate me from my daughter. She could yeah. tell me I wiped out an entire town just because I felt like I wanted to see what it yeah. felt like. <laughs> Shot a man in Reno just to watch just him to die. watch him die, and I would be like, "My darling child, I love you so much. Nothing will ever, you know, I'll <laughs> never. You know what? I'm gonna say I did it. Yeah, and go to jail forever, and you're just gonna zip it, right? Yeah, right. That's the kind of love I can understand between a parent and a child. Would I ever write my child a letter? That weirdly sounds like I'm in love with her, well, though. No, because you're Italian and you know don't put anything in writing. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> well, yes. Rule number one: keep your fucking mouth shut. But anyway, and don't put nothing on the phone, nothing in writing. Come on, guys. It's simple. No emails. Don't, don't record your don't abuse. Don't text. Yeah. Don't video. Yeah. Don't video you holding someone's tongue with pliers. You 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 take an umbrella. You walk through the rain. You hold it over the person. You whisper in the ear. You go back. Yeah. That's it. That's Done. the only acceptable way to communicate. Done. But is the tone? Did you? 
because it's when I read it, over the top, the tone yeah. for me was like a weird boop boop boop, like alarms went off. Yeah, and I wanted to know: Am I just being like overly? No, no that or is the tone very fucking strange? So okay, this is gonna be a really weird reference. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I've made some weird references. You make another before. Vanderpump Rules reference. It is not a Vanderpump okay. Rules. Uh, this one is Bar Rescue. Oh shit! I used to be I used to be obsessed with that fucking show, especially when you had the restaurant. My well, God. yeah, of course. There is one episode. Um, I believe it is where the bar is actually inside a restaurant. It has a separate entrance, but you can only get at it from inside this other restaurant. Ciravellas, I think it's called. I oh think my that's God. the episode. How do you remember that? You're I kind have, of a genius. Yeah, I have a problem. Um, but there is this mother and son partner team that own it, but they had no experience. They were basically the bank. Right. And this other guy they brought into GM is doing a shit job, but they're there trying to do what they can. So John Taffer shows up and every time he's confronting him, this son is all over his mother. What do you mean? Arms around her from behind, leaning in on her, like really as if they were like a couple, super affectionate. Yeah. And, it's always like I love my mom and stuff. Yeah. And like, but I Yeah, it's bizarre. There's a line. It's bizarre how they interact, at least to me. There's and I a, know some people have a, line. a close relationship with I'm very like that, affectionate. But... You know me. Yeah. I haven't seen you in like two weeks. You came in, I asked you for a hug and started bawling. Yeah. Because I missed you so much. Yeah. Right? I'm very affectionate. Yeah. But there would be a limit to even right. me and you. Me and you. Right. I would, we wouldn't be out in a restaurant. I'm not like sitting on your lap and shit. Right. Like, I mean, do you know what I mean? He practically was in this show. This is what I'm saying. But like, like so, you don't find that to be. Yeah. It's it's strange. Awkward as fuck. But I, I bring that up to say it's not as if it automatically means No. I'm not untoward, saying they were having like a love affair. I'm just saying it sure the sounds like tone it though. is very strange. Yeah. Which just kind of... Yeah. I mean, he did murder someone. So yeah. Maybe there's some... There's, who knows what's happening over there? There is more to the story. I, I think so. For sure. I think so. But she's claiming that she definitely wrote that before they even went on the trip well before anything ever even happened and it was just a note to her son about how much she loves him and that she would always like support him no matter what what was the impetus for this note did you do that regularly i i don't know do you often describe hiding bodies with your son i don't know (laughs) ma'am but i mean a lot of the stuff that he was posting was a little macabre online and stuff like that so maybe they okay shared a love of the darkness i don't know i mean there's nothing else in that letter that's particularly dark though well like if you went to the moon i would be pining after you if that's not this dark, thing happened just, exactly it's exactly just, it's that's what i'm saying the one dark thing was if you needed to hide a body or I if sure you need to get out of you. jail yeah I would, i'll help you break I'd out you, yeah like i guess but there's nothing else dark in the letter is what i'm saying like if could you it, died i would could die could it possibly just be weird i'm not even can i even say a coincidence that she literally just said like i like i'll say to my kid all the time yeah if you ever committed a crime i would say that i did it yeah 
and I'd go to jail for you. I think a lot of parents would, you know, they'd say that, right? It's like a thing that you would say, like I'd always do, in other words, I'll do anything for you, right? Right. And if there were multiple letters of this, If I said something like, if you chopped up 10 people, put them in bags and threw them in the ocean, I would take the blame. And then six months from now, you got convicted of chopping up 10 people. Right. Right. It being a little bit of a coincidence. Like, right. I don't know. It's, I'm gonna it need, seems like a little specific. I'm going to need additional notes that <sighs> also reference this to give them benefit of the doubt. Yeah, if, 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 but, well, maybe they burned them all. Like, oh, and this is the only one. Why? And then she'd said, like, I'm actually glad that he didn't burn it because it showed me that it meant something to him and he kept it. That's what oh, she said. That's disgusting. That's what she said. That's gross. I... <sighs> If he if it really meant something to him, he would have burned it and followed your instructions. I feel like he was I, using it as blackmail leverage. I hope the Petitos sue the shit out of these people, and oh. I hope they win. Ugh. And that's and yeah. that I'm so sorry. <laughs> that's all I have. That's I sorry to end on that note. It's so <laughs> weird. It's very weird. Very strange. And I and your face while I was reading it was you like you want to throw up. You look like you have to puke. Yeah, it's not good. My story Mm. is from an episode of a TV show called Murder Under the Friday Night Lights. Ah, I love that show. Now available on Max. uh, Formerly. Because Discovery Plus's content has mostly been rolled into that. So. Uh, you can definitely check it out there. But this is uh, a story less interesting for the, or not interesting, less unique for the crimes that were committed uh, and more for just making you mad at white male privilege. Oh, shit. (laughs) Here we go. (sighs) So this is the story of Todd Hodney. No, I already don't like it. Yeah. I already don't like it. So. <laughs> and why did you make that face when you said his name? <sighs> All right, fine. So Todd Hodney was born in April 1959. Okay. And uh, ended up attending Penn State University. Oh, no. <laughs> Off to a bad start. Off to a bad start. Where he played uh, as a linebacker. Mm-hmm. Uh, he played in seven games in his freshman year, including the Fiesta Bowl in 1977. Okay, so, he so he's was, talented. Yeah, he's pretty good. Okay. Um, and the summer before his sophomore year. So he'd gone through his freshman year. He was a part of the team now, working under Joe Paterno, the famous coach. Uh, <laughs> oh, my God. But the summer before his sophomore year, he and two friends, uh, back. he was back home in Long Island at the time, uh, they broke into and robbed a record store. As you do as a teen. Not that I've ever done that. Arrested pretty much immediately. Suspended from the team for one season. Okay. But, as you should be. But Joe Paterno no. said oh, God. that, hey, if you have a good academic year mm-hmm. and we believe that this robbery was a mistake, mm-hmm. we'll let you come back. Wow, look okay. at that, huh? So that's either how good he was. Money or... and money and skin color, yeah. I guess. So while he's 
at Penn State, sophomore year, and then later on when he's back on the team, he sexually assaults at least two Penn State students. He does. He does. Todd Hodney does. While on the team, he's going around knocking on doors. No. Busting in, blindfolding them, tying them up, and holding them at knife point, and then raping them repeatedly. They don't know who it is? They do not know who it is. They do make notes of the lower half of his face, because he has a mask on. Okay. And the fact that he's wearing blue sneakers. Okay. Okay. That's an important part of the Nice wear generic shoes if you're going to commit crimes, but also don't do crimes, man. Yeah. Um, One person was brave enough and pressed charges. Amazing. Took him to trial. Good. And he was convicted. Okay. Okay. Kicked off the team. He was expelled from Penn State. Okay, good. But (laughs) instead of being immediately remanded into custody after his guilty verdict to then await sentencing while in jail, Yeah, he was let go. On bond? And said, come back for sentencing. What? The judge who had also previously in years past gone to Penn State Oh, get out. Why would you not have to be forced to recuse yourself from that case? Hodney's lawyer, also formerly Joe Paterno player. No one one on the prosecution side did a little due diligence and went, wait, 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 wait. Conflict Conflict of interest, conflict of interest. Yeah. Recuse yourself, recuse yourself. Well, they allowed his bail to stand even after the guilty verdict came through and let him go and he went back home to new york he left pennsylvania and went back. oh so he left the state even correct because that's totally allowable there no don't tell me he raped he did (gasps) many more women this motherfucker has already been convicted same M.O. And it's just like, mm, I'll just keep doing it. Same M.O. <laughs> uh, but he was then arrested again in May 1979 oh. on four counts of first degree rape, among other charges. Okay. He entered a plea agreement. In no, se- no. I'm so sick of these fucking plea agreements for rapists and child mm-hmm. molesters and shit. Don't, you don't plea these fucking people out. What do you... Yeah, so Michael, he was arrested on four counts of first-degree rape and some other charges. What he pled to in September was guilty to two counts of rape and two counts of sexual abuse and one of attempted second-degree robbery. Of what? Their virginity? What the <laughs> fuck? He was sentenced to a minimum of seven and a maximum of 21 years. Yeah, tell me he served like seven months and then he got out on fucking good behavior and did community service or some bullshit. Uh, in 1986, so that's seven seven years. He came up for parole. Okay. Nassau oh, County so seven prosecutors. Seven years is not enough, but okay. Well, that was the minimum of his sentence. Uh, the Nassau County prosecutors objected uh, to his parole. Yeah. The prosecutors, uh, the prosecutor's office, wrote a letter to the parole board. Uh, 
detailing all of the information from uh, his rape after yeah. he was already found guilty. Yeah. In, yeah. So it's all hey of guys, stuff. if you yeah. let him out again, guess what he's gonna do? Um, Check his pattern of behavior. His mo, Michael. The, the modus operandi. The parole board voted unanimously to let him go. If you tell me every fucking person on that board <laughs> had some connection to Penn State, that I don't know. Imagine. We may have addressed that in the show, but um, I, imagine yeah. it's like everybody was like, or they're just a fan of the the fucking the sports team, so they're yeah. just like, let him go, man. You know, he went back to his hometown again. Tell and, me, tell me, he did more rapes. Well, it, the story's not over. He got a job working for his family's home improvement company. No, you're going into people's homes and started seeing a therapist. Oh, get the fuck out of yeah. Okay. However, yeah, yeah. see a therapist when you're in fucking jail. Yeah, he repeatedly violated his parole because he became oh addicted to crack. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, not, not funny. Yeah. Not funny, but I didn't think that's where you were going with that. Yeah. Uh, so he lost his job, even though it was okay. for his family business. Yeah. And stopped going to therapy. No shit. Yeah. Uh, he was living with a girlfriend at the time, but he got kicked out. Because, because she found out he does rapes? No. Her landlord found out he was living there and he wasn't on the lease, so they forced him out. <laughs> Don't worry about the fact that he's a rapist. Yeah. Yeah. He just, uh, he's not on the lease, guys. Yeah. He then stayed at a rehab center but left uh, after a week. Just on, of his own accord. Well, on August 11th, 1987, so he's been out for about a year yeah. or so, he called for a taxi to come get him at a White Castle. He was needing a ride. <laughs> yep. Away from the White Castle. Other burger joints are available. Yeah. The guy that came to pick him up was named Jeffrey Hirsch. And... Don't... Also don't like him. I don't... I just... Uh, if you're picking this guy up, I don't like you either. <laughs> well, I mean, he was just doing his job. He's a taxi driver. Whatever. He was married to four kids. Uh, oh. Who had recently moved back to yeah, Long Island true. to yeah, take care true. of his right. sick it's mother? Not, all right, it's not his fault. Yeah. Okay. He was only in the area and doing this job. Doing his, yeah, trying to, to take, trying care, to of take care of his family, man. Yeah. All right. I take uh, that back. So Hirsch drove Hodney down a side street, kind of in the direction of the Walt Whitman Mall. Yeah. And there's a mall named after Walt Whitman? Evidently. Or what? at least there was in 1987 on Long Island. Oh my gosh, uh, that's near bizarre. the White Castle. That's weird, no? It's very poetic. Um, Jesus Christ. Once they were kind of off in this little side street, Hodney pulled a knife and attempted to rob him. They well, struggled. He's still on crack, right? Well, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, they struggled, and through the course of the scuffle, Hodney, being no. a former linebacker, overpowered him, yeah. strangled Hirsch, oh, and crushed no. his hyoid bone. Oh, no. Not the hyoid bone, Mike. Yeah. Um, he wasn't dead, though. No. Oh, no. Yeah. A. No. Oh, no. No. Person who lived in the area called 911. Oh, my God. Hodney ran, mm -hmm. took off. They released the canines, mm. and the dogs found him. Mm -hmm. Good. He manufactured this story that he and Hirsch had known each other and they were going out to get drugs. So they let him go. <laughs> What? On his own recognizance. What? <laughs> what? 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 <laughs> what? Yeah. So he just went back home after that. 
Oh my God. His parole officer, though. My, no, 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 you fucking don't. Hodney's parole officer. No, you officer. don't. Stop. No, oh. you don't. Don't you dare. They, they, yeah. wait a minute, though. <laughs> this guy isn't dead. He's choking to death, but he's not dead. Not yet. Which is making me have an absolute panic attack yeah. because I know what it's like just to have asthma sometimes and can't yeah. breathe. Yeah. Imagine your throat's crushed. <laughs> no thanks. And the, the guy who did this to you. Yeah is in police custody mm-hmm. and while you're dying <laughs> slowly dying a yeah. torturous death yeah this guy goes whoops and yeah. they let him go yeah because he was just trying to buy drugs and just you know shit went left shit so <laughs> you still <laughs> i don't care if you guys were if that story was true yeah we, me and you mike are best yeah. friends we somehow get a crack addiction yeah you have a car so <laughs> you're gonna drive it sunny right <laughs> we're gonna go get one crack rock yeah right or whatever i don't know how much one crack is but we'll figure it out we go we get the drugs <laughs> Two cheeks. me me and you yeah you and i the both of us get into a fight and altercation <laughs> together i obviously attack you well, right. crush your throat yeah to the point that you're i think you're dead Right? Right. You're dying a torturous death. The cops come and I go, listen, guys. Yeah, I know he's on his deathbed and I did that. Yeah. But we were going to get drugs. And just it didn't work out. And we started to argue (laughs) and I got the upper hand, but he's dying. But it's not really my fault. And Ah, they just go, I old son of a bitch, get out of here. Like, (laughs) what? With previous convictions for rape. Holy Ah. shit, dude. So he goes home. This is outrageous. Yeah. Hodney's parole officer, a man by the name of Lenny Smith. Would that be a violation of your parole? <laughs> later dropped by to check on him. Yeah. And Hodney told him the same story. Yeah. Hodney's brother. Yeah. Didn't buy it. And it... told Lenny Smith as much. Hirsch was left brain dead. Yeah from lack of oxygen his brother didn't buy the story that shit went left his brother was like he did this on purpose yeah okay okay or at least it may have been an accident but it wasn't because they knew each other right he was trying to do shit and trying to rob him okay okay so he was left brain dead by the attack and six days later was taken off life support oh my god and then he actually did die and he had a family and a sick mother and kids that he was trying to take care of yeah hodney was then arrested and charged with the murder still claiming self-defense uh-huh he was convicted of okay, the murder good. and sentenced to 25 years to life. At this point, this guy has multiple rapes. Yeah. And he, now a murder. Yeah. Why is it 25 to life? Just give him life. That's <laughs> it. You get no more chances, sir. He, because it probably wasn't first degree, so they probably had to. I don't give a shit. Yeah. At his one parole hearing that he did have in relation to this conviction, he took back the self-defense bullshit. And said, yeah, that wasn't how it happened. Okay. So he didn't get parole that time. And he died on April 29th, 2020 in prison from cancer. Bye. And that was the story Bye. of Todd Hodney. You f- An episode of Murder Under the Friday Night Lights. Bye, Todd. <laughs> you son of a bitch. I'm not mad about it. Should have happened 30 yep. years ago. Maybe a lot of lives would have been different. Yep. A lot of Penn State, obviously Jerry Sandusky being the most famous cover-up. Yeah. Um, but a lot of stuff like that was... Uh, I think a lot of this stuff happens at a lot of these schools, yeah, Michael. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. 
a lot of these schools. Yep. But oh. I am going to recommend. Um, <laughs> if you heard that, there's apparently a child outside. I hope they're okay. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what that was. Um, one of Todd Hodney's victims uh, is interviewed in the episode. Yeah. And one of Todd's former teammates is also interviewed. And they're interviewed separately and they're sharing stories and perspectives and things. And then their stories kind of start to come together. And she starts to tell this story how she's scared. The whole team showed up to like the hearing and they're all these big muscular football dudes. And she's just this little scared college student who took this massive step to report this thing. And She's so who's actually tough? This girl. Well, she's brave. very tough, but she is telling the story that she got moved into a dorm uh, for her own protection kind of after sure. it all happened. And one day she just gets this like heavy handed boom, boom, on boom, kind of knock on the door. In itself. And for some reason she opens the door no. and she sees this huge guy that she doesn't know, but kind of recognized from, from the like, hearing. Around, okay. From the hearing specifically, oh. where she told her story. Oh, my God. And he says to her, I don't know why I came here. I just felt compelled to tell you that I believe every word that you said. And I am here for you. Oh, my God. I will do anything I can to help. They are now married. Oh, my God. <laughs> they, after this happened, because this happened Because you 70s, know me, I was going yeah. like... Yeah. This guy's a crazy fucking stalker. Yep. Please get away from yeah. me, sir. They, because this happened in the 70s. Yep. He does this whole thing. They kind of become friends after mm-hmm. that. They move she on She trusted with their lives. him. Yeah. He but, could have been setting her up for some yeah. crazy shenanigans. But they move on in their lives separately. Okay. He, he gets married and oh, has okay. a family. She gets married and has a family. Those relationships don't work out. They, they find their back way back together. together. Oh, shit. And now, they're, now they're together. Wow. It is truly heartwarming, this relationship. That's. So you have to. I did not expect that. Yeah. I thought you were going to say, and then this other guy from the trial came and then he did something yeah. to her because God forbid you talk about an athlete yeah. or some bullshit. I didn't expect it to take such a heartwarming yeah. turn. Yeah. Oh so my gosh. Definitely watch the episode just for that. Now I'm going to have to. Yeah. Because, because that's uh, that was quite necessary because i i had watched several uh episodes in a row by that point yeah to actually have a good bit of a little yeah. bit of a ha- i don't want to yeah. call it a yeah. happy ending but because a bit of a happy he, ending. he couldn't explain why he showed up to the hearing because he wasn't there just to like defend the player or yeah. anything but a bunch of people a bunch of players and uh coaching staff and whatever all showed up yeah. in solidarity or whatever bullshit. I think but, it's just sometimes you see someone. But he said listening to her story, just it all sounded. Legit. Yeah. And remember the blue shoes? Yeah. He was wearing them to court. He did not. Yes. Yeah. So. What you know, is wrong? Ugh. That was another clincher for this guy to believe her story. I, oh my God. Yeah. I'm not giving criminals tips and fucking tricks, but what are you guys doing? Yeah. You're not making it uh, difficult on the police. Just put the scarlet letter on your forehead and get it over with, guys. Yep. Well, Mike, 
Yep. It's it's been a time. Sure has. Okay. I, I I'm so glad that you're here. I love <laughs> you and I've missed you so much. I'm glad you're these feeling. last few weeks. I'm glad you're on the mend. Getting there. I'm yeah. getting there. I do have a bit of COVID brain lingering, uh, so that's just an issue that I'm trying to deal with. Um, that's a little bit weird. But um yeah. hopefully we'll be back on track now. Yeah. And uh, sorry for the extra long episode, but we just felt bad that we've kind of been remiss mm-hmm. and hopefully missed. Yeah. Lately. Oh, a little wordplay. Oh, hey, guys. Hey, hey. Well, for more brilliance <laughs> like that, follow us on Instagram, yeah. MAF Podcast Show. I snorted. <laughs> God. Not What's crack, I hope. No, never. Uh, you Never. can email us. Can, MAF you, can you snort a crack show? rock? <laughs> I don't know. Just get stuck up there. Like one time I sneezed when I was eating raisin bran. I got a raisin stuck up in my sinus for like <laughs> 10 minutes. I don't know if you can snort a whole crack rock. Don't do that. Don't email do us. That. <laughs> <laughs> MAF pod. No. MAF, MAF podcast show, show at gmail.com. gmail.com. There you go. Subscribe on the Apple podcast and Spotify. Mm-hmm. And, and as uh, always. Until next time. Don't. Join a boy band or write your son a love letter. Yeah, it's just That weird. sounds like you might be more of a couple than mother and son. Yeah, and don't do crimes. And uh, don't do crimes. I love you, Michael. Love you, Joe. Bye. Bye. Bye.